Hello and welcome to Super Insider, Australian Retirement Trust podcast series on the economy, investments, and all things to do with your superannuation. My name is Anne Fuchs and I'm Head of Advice at Australian Retirement Trust. The team and I love helping our members, there's 2 million plus of them, make really great decisions about their retirement savings. I'm sitting here today on Turbul and Yuggera country and so I'd like to pay respects to elders past, present and emerging. And with me is someone who's just fabulous, Ruth Weaver. <laughs> How are you? So wonderful to see you. Thank you, Anne. I'm delighted to finally be part of the Insiders oh, I know. Club. <laughs> it's good to have you as part of the Insiders Club. Club. And we're talking today, it sounds like a bit of a morose subject. Um, so I'm just delighted that your beautiful um, sort of musical Irish is going to bring some <laughs> some joy to what is a bit of a grim to um, topic, which is about super and what happens when you depart. But before we do that, we have to uh, do the general advice warning. We sure do. How about I do that, Anne? It's worth noting that everyone listening to this podcast will have a very different set of personal and definitely different financial circumstances. So bear in mind, as we talk through this topic, we are talking in very general terms. We're not taking anyone's particular situation into account. Now, if you do want to do that, pick up the product disclosure statement and have a read or talk to your financial planner, make sure that you do seek some kind of advice. So hop onto the website for more information or give us a call on 13 11 84. If you're a super savings member and if you're a Q super account holder, give us a call on 1300 360 Now, it is also important to note that when we refer to preferred beneficiaries, specifically in this episode, this is an option offered for Australian Retirement Trust super savings accounts account holders and it might not be offered to other super accounts or with other funds. The process for updating beneficiaries will be different across all funds so make sure you check the details on your account and with your super fund. The examples that we'll provide today will relate to super savings accounts only. Yeah, you. Now, Ruth, you, you know, whenever you go and speak to members, you're a member education officer and you've been speaking to members all around this great country for years and they love listening to you. So again, so cool. You've got a bit of a fan club like Brian Parker, I have to say. Um, so let's start uh, talking about what happens to super when you die. And I guess, why are we talking? Why are we bringing such a but perceived down a subject to I Super know. Insider. Why are we doing this? Look, we're doing it, Anne, because it's really important. There are so many households out there where the only actual asset they have is their superannuation and potentially life insurance that might sit within that superannuation. And I say that because I, we're one of them. My household is like that, where the estate that I would leave to my family really consists of the house we live in and my superannuation balance and my life insurance. So it's really important that people are across what happens to that asset if something was to happen and they were to pass away. Uh, and look, I look at me, because our viewers can probably watch and we were all like, we're quite expressive. So Ruth, for those watching, Ruth's just removed her bracelet. <laughs> She's looking fabulous and pink today, I have to say. So, okay, um, let's start at the beginning because a lot of people ask, and I'm sure you've mm. had many members ask, 
what's do you get is there tax in when you pass away like if in your situation with your husband and your mm. kids and congratulations on your eldest starting high school I yes say. i do feel about 10 years older today <laughs> than i did yesterday mind but, you but. yes so so what is the situation firstly from a tax point of view look there's a couple of um rules around superannuation but ultimately if you're leaving your superannuation and remember when i say superannuation i'm also meaning any life insurance that sits in there which often is more than the actual balance you've accumulated. So this might be a far bigger asset than you ever thought of. For most people, if you are leaving that benefit to a spouse or a partner, very often it lands as cash in their bank account and it's tax-free. And that's something a lot of people aren't aware of. Now, it is important to think about who you're nominating, maybe get some advice on that because there are people that you can nominate who may potentially pay tax on a death benefit, for example, an adult child. So it's just important that you don't just willy-nilly put anybody down there for the sake of it, that you do actually give it a little bit of consideration. And what's the difference between a beneficiary and a binding beneficiary? Yeah. Look, we get asked this a lot. So a lot of people will say that they have a beneficiary in place and there are two types, well, actually there are three types of beneficiary depending on what stage of your superannuation you're at. But ultimately, the most common one we tend to see is a preferred beneficiary. Now, that's great. It's better than nothing. As I often say, it's better to have one of them than yes. to have nothing at all. Yeah. But the preferred beneficiary really, sh it should be understood that that's just a preference. And you're telling the super fund, look, if I pass away, this is what I would like to happen. But ultimately, I'm still allowing you to make the final decision as the superannuation fund. So if I've not put on a dependent on there who has a legal claim, I acknowledge that they may still receive some of the money. And the problem with a preferred beneficiary where you may not have factored in all dependents, if somebody does come and contest that, it might drag the claims process out. And for and someone might, who might really need the money. A hundred percent, yeah. So that can sort of, you know, make the timeline of getting that money into the bank account a bit of an issue. And massively stressful. A hundred percent, especially at a time when you're already grieving, right? Yeah. So it's not what you want to be doing when you're trying to address the loss of a loved one. Yes. Okay. So preferred beneficiary? That's option number one. The ultimate, what we would love to see people get more involved in is putting a binding beneficiary in place. It's a legally binding agreement between yourself and your super fund that they will pay that money to the person or the people that you have nominated. Now, when I say legally binding, people get scared and they think this is going to be a really difficult process. It's actually not. It's a really simple form. Every fund has one on their website. And it's a very quick instruction um, as to who the super fund should pay that money to. I've got one of these on for my husband. And I can tell you, it takes about five minutes to do the process. And they need to be renewed every three years? They do. They need to be renewed every three years. Um, that can bring a bit of fear with people too, because uh, they often think, how am I supposed to remember when that will fall off? Because no, ours just, because my husband, uh, we've got three children. Yes, we've just, I've just renewed You've just it. done yours. Yes, you know, yes, I actually yes. did my own about two months ago as well. You will be prompted. So Australian Retirement Trust will tell you roughly three months, I think, before it expires that it's about to fall off. Right. The beauty is if you're actually keeping the same beneficiary as part of your binding nomination, if you're keeping the same person on there, you can literally click a button and submit it and say, I'm not changing it put it on for another three years. Yeah. You only need to complete the paperwork again if you're changing the person. And remember, you can change it at any point. You don't have to wait for it to expire to update it. You spoke uh, about um, the 
complexities, I guess, at times mm. with um, people getting it that you may not want to you know, inherit the super, there um, is a story of a member in regional Queensland. And I think this is a really, you know, yeah. people look, some people's lives are really simple and yep. a lot of people's lives are complicated. Families are complicated. Absolutely. So um, let's, let's look, maybe, I've, yeah. On my travels uh, for Australian Retirement Trust, I've travelled the length and breadth of the country talking to all types of members. And there are always stories that stick out. And this one in particular always sticks out to me. It was a lady I met in regional Queensland who had recently divorced from her husband. Um, and she had two sons, two adult sons. Um, and unfortunately, one of her sons was a gambling addict. So he really had struggles in life. She still had a mortgage. And her ultimate goal was, if something happens me, I really want to make sure there's enough money there to that keep a roof. Exactly, yeah. keep roof over the head. And she basically said, I've got two different types of sons. They couldn't be more different, polar opposites. One was really responsible with money, really mature. And the other fella, unfortunately, was a gambling addict and couldn't keep money in his hand. So the way after the conversation, the way around that tricky situation was to put what she ultimately decided to do was to put her first son down on a binding beneficiary nomination so that he would receive 100% of the money with the understanding that he was mature enough to use that to pay off the debt for the home. And then they always had a roof over their and head. And that way too, the ex-husband couldn't contest the it. The ex-husband couldn't contest it. But more importantly, Anne, the brother, and this is a harsh example, it sounds very mean, but she was doing this in the interest of both of the sons. So the second son, had that been a preferred beneficiary, he had every right to contest that decision. And he could have actually blown that money. 100%. Yep. I know I had a phone call uh, at the start of the year, sadly, uh, from a friend of a, um, of a member and mm. this member had been in a car accident and was in a coma and they weren't sure whether she was going to come out and they didn't, and no one had an authority on the account. Yeah. They didn't know how much life insurance she had within her mm. super and everyone was panicking. And so it was just, a, I think, a timely reminder for me about making mm. sure there is somebody, I guess, in that situation, it would be the responsible son yep. who has a third party authority that can access that information on the yeah. account in the event that it's, you know, you're incapacitated. Mm. Yeah. So you're talking about a situation where, um, you know, somebody hasn't passed away, but the yes. money is tied up and somebody might need to try and figure out what, what their options here are. You would be surprised how many families out there have no idea where their loved one's superannuation even is. No, I wouldn't so, be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say yeah. if I didn't work for ART, I don't think my husband would have a clue either. Yeah. But number one would be, you know, have that conversation at home. Where's your super? Is there insurance in it? What would I get if you were to pass away? Who do I ring if something happens to you? That's step one. And like you said, another option is, what if you don't pass away, but you are in a situation like you just mentioned? You know, would I be able to ring and talk to the fund on your behalf? I've got a third party authority on my husband's account. I ring up and talk on his behalf. But that's not necessarily only because of estate planning. It's because he doesn't understand super. I do. So I ring up and ask you're questions. You're sitting over at dinner over your sort of lamb cutlets and peas and potato talking about educating the kids. They'd no. be like, mum, stop it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the third party authority can be you know, can have lots of functions and the estate planning side of it is certainly an important element of it. Okay, so what else do we need to think about when it comes to passing away and super? Look, I think ultimately the the, the goal here is to make sure that you you look at your superannuation and check if you have a beneficiary on there. I cannot tell you how many times we see people have beneficiaries on their old partners 
Old, old partners who they're no longer they, even linked to. They'd be preferred <laughs> they would be preferred yeah. and there would be the ability to contest that, etc. But it's sloppy. It's sloppy administration on what might be your biggest asset to pass on to your loved ones. Because if you own a home, probably you have a folder at home where you've got the sort of the deed on the house and what you have do. you. So maybe in that folder where you might, if you've got mm -hmm. an up-to-date will, mm -hmm. then also have your superannuation yeah. account yeah. in there as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And the other thing is, you know, super is not something everybody's thinking about on a day-to-day -day basis. Why not? I <laughs> think it's I'm not sorry. tangible, is it? No, you know? I know. You can't spend it, it until yeah. you're at retirement and it's tomorrow's problem, but tomorrow always comes eventually and you do need to eventually spend it. So you need to tap into it. Most people here, it's their biggest asset. Right, I've it's been the biggest amount of money. It's certainly my biggest asset. No, two of my I've got three teenagers. Two of them have got their first Australian Retirement Trust accounts working <laughs> at Merlot. Who's, oh, yeah, no. Merlot Coffee first. <laughs> and um, but I've actually you know downloaded the app, and because kids are into Bitcoin yeah. and what have you, so I feel like they're a bit more financially savvy yeah, they are. this generation. So hundred percent, and I've seen that. I know I look way too young to say this, but I have worked <laughs> in <laughs> I've worked in superannuation for well over fifteen years now. And I am seeing a shift. I am seeing this new generation come through where they actually do want to learn a little bit about super. So I think we are improving with engagement levels and we are improving with people wanting to take a, take a look at this. But I think it's really important that the estate planning side of superannuation, because it is different, it's different to other assets. And, and regardless it? of what age, because that member I was uh, referencing who thankfully is is on the road mm. to recovery was a young person yeah. so if the, you know whether you're yeah. 17 37 Agreed. 77 yeah you know, sometimes yeah and and the thing with young people the trap they fall into is they say this doesn't really matter. I have hardly no super. But very often, the young people have quite a lot well, of life insurance. Yes. So the actual payout can be a lot larger than you might think. So, yes, hundreds of thousands mm. of dollars. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, any final messages, I guess, Ruth? A couple. Look, it's number one, it's really easy to put a beneficiary okay. in place. So they um, call the contact centre? What, what you can. You can call the contact centre if you want a little bit more guidance on the on yes. understanding the different options. If you want to put a preferred in place for the moment, so rather than having nothing, yeah. then hop onto your mobile app or hop online and just put it in. You can just do it through your online access. If you do have somebody that is a dependent, so remember, when it comes to the binding beneficiaries, you do have to nominate somebody who is a dependent. Yes. So that's a spouse or a partner, a child or someone that's really needs yeah. in an interdependent financial relationship is the terminology yeah. we use. So someone like that, you can put on the binding beneficiary, print the form out, sign it in the in, in the witness of two people yes. who can witness your yes. signature. It doesn't need to be a JP. It does not need to be a JP, but it cannot be the person you've nominated. That does look a bit dodgy. And can it be another family member? Yes, it can. As long as they're not the beneficiary themselves, they can be the witness. Okay. Generally, I find if you're working, people tend to ask their work colleagues yes, to do it. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's exactly done mine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can jump online. Jump online, download the form, and then submit it back online as well. It's a really, really simple thing to do. So. Yeah, downloading the app. It's yeah. a weird, the art yeah. app. And my final comments were, oh. there's, a, there's a, a quote from um, Eleanor Roosevelt. I love oh. it. And I remind myself of this when I, I know, right? I should practice what I preach more when it comes to this kind of thing. But one of the, the great quotes that came from her was, it takes as much energy to wish than it does to plan. So sitting there thinking and hoping that your money will end up in the right hands at the right time and waking up at 3 a.m. and having that fleeting thought, that takes energy. 
And it's a lot easier to just put the binding beneficiary in place and not have that worry. This, this worry you have has a solution. So clear up your headspace for other problems yeah. and get this one addressed. A really simple one. And I think, you know, it's the start of the year of 2023. People are thinking about eating well, losing weight, doing more exercise, <laughs> drinking more water, yeah, having more drinking less balance, wine. all of that stuff. Some of those I might be sort of <laughs> having less or more success with. Yeah. But... This is something, you know, just in terms of family admin, personal admin, oh, just yeah. do it. Is just what you're do saying? it. Yeah, just do it. No it takes way more energy okay. to worry about it than it does to actually solve it. Okay. Well, that wasn't a depressing episode at all. <laughs> <laughs> so Who thanks knew? so much for being on Super Insider. Look, thank you to our viewers. We hope this has been really useful. As Ruth said, don't waste a minute. Don't wish. Just get on with it and plan. Like us on your, you know, streaming uh, streaming service, Spotify. Eventually, I'll get all of those right again. Showing, uh, my I bet your teenage kids could. They absolutely <laughs> could. And uh, we look forward to you joining us again soon on Super Insider.